When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are we ready? I guess not. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Yes, indeed. We are Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. And we had to scrap the first segment of our show. I mean, we have 20 different producers. We have makeup. We have. It's a process to get oh, ready yeah, for, for the sure. Mackie and Judd with yeah. Rami show. I mean... People fanning I us. I don't know why we have to get camera ready, but we're all here camera ready. Yeah. I mean, suits. Judd got a pedicure before today's Pocket show. squares in the in the breast pocket. Judd's wearing the, 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 the three-button suit. Yep. Yeah, I mean, classy. looking yep. good. Looking real good. Just like, yeah. I'm hot right now. I'm Clooney-like, just like I said yesterday. I'm the type of guy the guys look at and say he's hot. Yeah. People, people, people think of uh, Judd Zolgad as the as the as the benilled uh, George Clooney. He's our he's station station heartthrob. Really? Judd Zolgad, benilled George Clooney. <laughs> but uh, we were we reminding our own uh, pre-show business about an hour hour and a half ago, and we got a notification. This is right. This is after the Scorner Twin Show mm-hmm. was done today, and you had already gone off to your Robbie. I was, eating, I was eating a salad while this was yeah. happening. Giant salad. It was really good. And, and Jake Odorizzi reached out and said, all right, I've been going through my at replies ever since last night. People are panicking. People are freaking out because I left the game, and it was like Fox Sports North showed. Well, because if if that was serious, I said today, if that was serious, there's a fire on the Bomba bus. Like, there is a, it's not, it's still no breaks, but there's a fire blazing on the Bomba bus if the Jake Odorizzi situation had been serious. But apparently... He, he says that it's not. So he legitimately reached out and said, I want to set the record straight. And so we're going to play just a chunk here. This is Jake Odorizzi, uh, an emergency bonus episode of the Scorner Twin Show that featured Derek Wetmore, Judd Zolgad, and myself while Rami ate a salad down the street. It was good. Contemplated Chipotle life. Chipotle dressing. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's an underrated. Wait, yeah. the, you, undid, yeah. you undid the whole salad with the dressing. What do you mean? No, I use very little <laughs> dressing. I mean, it's got to have dressing. It's really good, though. Really good. This is uh, Jake Odorizzi on whether or not he would, whether or not he was going to have limbs amputated 
Welcome to a bonus episode of the Score North First Place Twin Show. I'm Derek Wetmore along with Phil Mackey and Judd Zalged, and we've got a special guest on the line. There was some concern last night. Twin starting pitcher Jake Odorizzi leaves the game with uh, what was described as an injury, and we have Jake Odorizzi Wait, on the is, phone. Is this live from a hospital bed? <laughs> Jake, are you? Jake, how are you doing today? I'm doing perfectly fine. I have no issues. It got reported as tightness. It was just a cramp, and cramps go away, and that's one went away also. It's so. good to hear. I saw you walking off the mound. I was watching on TV, and it didn't look overly serious. You're talking into your glove with Tony Leo, uh, head athletic trainer with the Twins. So I guess let me just put you on the spot here. How are you feeling today, one day after being taken out of a game? Perfectly fine. Now, Jake. Absolutely, absolutely fine. They It was precautionary more. I think Rocco was more concerned about me shaking my arm, but I explained that it was a long way until I was just trying to get the blood pumping again, you know, get it ramped up. So you had to do that from time to time. Now, Jake, you're exactly right, though. The shaking of the arm threw us all off. In, in fact, because Fox Sports North on their telecast went back and tried to decide after you got done uh, uh, being set for the sixth or seventh there fox sports north went back and said okay let's show jake's last warm-up pitch again and they did and then they showed you extending your arm and i thought the broadcasters were gonna oh my god it's an arm problem yeah you gotta love speculation don't you you know (laughs) everybody wants to try to figure out what it is when nobody has any idea so um yeah that's kind of what i wanted to put out there there this doesn't need any focus or anything like that i think the special team needs the focus moving forward, so I'm a zero non-issue and good to go. Okay. Do you uh, are are you are you likely to, or would you like to make another regular season start, or does it just make sense to to take a week and gather yourself for? Uh, for I think we just kind of have to see where we're at. You know, as of now, I'm slated to start the last game of the year. If that's a must-win game, uh, I'm going to pitch it. But if not, then I know there's some ulterior plans that uh, that we can put into effect. So. I think that all kind of lines up with what we want to do once we, you know, hopefully clinch this division, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, whatever it may be. Um, so we just kind of have to talk it out and, and figure it out moving forward what gives us the best plan. Yeah, for sure. So, Jake, let me ask you kind of big picture here, because you can understand the concern. I mean, one of the best arms on the Twin staff leaves a game with a trainer. Uh, so Twins fans, I think, tend to react to that thing pretty seriously, especially given the time of year. Jake, big picture, where are you at with how things have gone in 2019 for you specifically? Because this has been a great Twins team, and uh, it's a free agent year for you. Uh, just in, you know, that's obviously something that's been on your mind this year. How do you think 2019 is shaping up for you? Uh, hold on one second. There's a nice truck going past here in the You want me to oh, ask the question they're, again? They're bringing you ice. They're bringing you ice. Oh, no. <laughs> it's on a cart pallet kind of making some noise here in the bowels of your stadium but to your to your first part of the the panic you know the you know obviously our starting pitching is took a big blow with Pineda you know being able to not perform anymore um so that's kind of why I'm talking to you guys to put it at ease and you know how I like to deal with the panic and everything like that I'm a very uh solve the issue kind of a guy and put it in the in the rear view so that's why you guys and I are talking right now but uh the uh, as, as the season, you know, I look back on it, there there was a lot of really good stuff this year. And honestly, from a stuff standpoint, it never really wavered throughout the year. The middle part where it didn't go as good, it was kind of offset by one bad start against the Yankees, if you, you know, 
anytime you have a nine and run start, it's going to skew everything and make it look like, oh, it wasn't that good. When in reality, I know I felt really good throughout the entire year, had one crappy start, and it, like I said, it throws everything off. But I've, it's just more of a, a fact that the execution wasn't as good during that point. It wasn't a stuff issue. It was just the the pitch execution, and that's really what it boils down to when you want to have a six, you know, when you want to have success as a starting pitcher. Um, but um, I've really you know enjoyed this year this has been the most fun year i've had playing and personal team everything just really enjoyed this year from from start to finish and really looking forward to uh having that postseason experience for the first time jake uh, jake odorizzi is with us here on uh, the score North twin show Derek whatmore phil Mackey, judd zolgad and that yankee series you alluded to that was probably the most fun series of the year for for people watching and right now obviously if the standings hold up and the yankees don't catch the astros that would be the ALDS matchup. Do you guys welcome the Yankees in the ALDS? Do you look forward to to rekindling what what happened at Target Field earlier this year? Yeah, I think we just need to you know worry about who we're gonna fa- who we're facing. Period. You know, there, there's really no preference from our standpoint because if you you know you want one team or the other, that's great. But you're gonna have to play the other team that you quote unquote might not want the next round if they advance too. So you just have to be ready to take on everybody. And I think. If we just play our game, we're going to have a good matchup with whoever we played. I think we played both teams very good this year. Um, obviously, the Yankees series that you alluded to was was quite the uh, roller coaster of a series, and uh, it, was, it was fun baseball for everybody watching. I'm sure. So, um, you know, we're ready. I think it's going to be nice to get some other guys off the off the mend and uh, get back to full strength. Of course, Jake. If you get fortunate, if Houston gets royally, monumentally upset, you know, and you beat the Yankees, then you could get the wild card in the second round. I'm just, I'm just saying that this could work out in a certain way if things break right, where you, you can avoid Houston altogether. Which probably, uh, given what Houston has to work with, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I mean they're they're a great team. I mean they're they're an even better team for than what we saw them this year. Obviously, we saw them I think twice in the first month. So. Um, they're you know from top to bottom they're they're a pretty darn well-rounded team. So whoever you know is playing them has to you know make no mistakes, have good results from their pitchers, get big hits in opportune times because their top two guys don't give up too many hits. You kind of have to make the most of your hits. So um, you know they're a tough team, but if you're a playoff team, you're a tough team to go along with that. So uh, the playoffs are a different uh, a different animal, and the right team at the right time can uh, can win some games. Yeah. So uh, so we'll let you go. We appreciate you coming on to, to clear things up for, for people who are watching last night and wondering, okay, this is the, this is the Twins' best starting pitcher right now. What is what is happening with him? But just to clarify, you, Jake Odorizzi, are fine. They're not going to be amputating your hamstring or anything like that. You are fine, right? No, I have a clean bill of health, and I'm good to go. All right. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Thank you for setting the record straight, Jake. We'll talk to you later. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right, man. All right, that's so his arm fell off, huh? Yeah. His arm completely okay, just fell Rami. off. Are, are you okay now? Jim Abbott was a good pitcher. Yes. Twin show that? today, for the record. Three people in studio, including me, only one was panicked. I wasn't panicked. Yes, you were. Compared no, I to me. I said if. I said you're driving if, the bus, man. I said if. You're driving the bus. I'm Derek not even driving Whitmore, the bus anymore. You I, put can't, a, I put a brick on the pedal. I'm throwing around <laughs> claws in the back. Derek propane grills at on one point said I was panicked, and I stopped him. I said, Derek, I'm not concerned about this. Rami is a little bit. I okay, mean, yeah. well, I just want to make it clear. One of the for two once pitchers, in my life, 
One of I'm the, not panicked. One of the two pitchers that you have going into the postseason left the game early, left the game injured yesterday. Yeah, I was that's a little bit concerning. By the way, as Judd pointed out, we we clipped the we clipped the interview, but you can find our our reaction if you want to go back and listen to like the other five minutes of that emergency episode. And in those five minutes, Judd made the good point that Jake Odorizzi. I mean, you said there's plenty of media outlets that he could have reached out to, right? He could have could have reached out anywhere. He reached out to the number one twin show in yes. the market, which right. is the Scorner Twin Show, right? And he said, I'm just not a big speculation guy, so I wanted to put it to bed. So he went to the reckless speculation leader. <laughs> yes, it is. Speculation. It is Scornor. Irony at its best. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Little did he know. Okay, real, like one quick thing before we get to Jason Stark here. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's telling the truth? I do. I don't okay. think. I don't I just want to just want to ask if it was if it was your typical locker room interview with a bunch of microphones gathered around his face. I would I would question it. I don't think a guy goes to those lengths yeah. to reach out to us and call into our radio show to tell us everything is fine if everything's not fine. That's ballsy. If he did that, that's yeah, real ballsy. Yeah, and you know, fine. if you're him too, the the incentive to want to make make it very clear, I'm okay too. Is like he is. He's a free agent, as Derek pointed out. You don't want that lingering over. Well, wait a second. Let's say they get swept or something, and he makes one more start, and it doesn't go well. And what was that thing? You came out of the game, and then you made a start, and you hurt. So he has to put it to bed. I also feel like Jake Odorizzi is legitimately concerned about the mental welfare of Twins fans. Like, he already came out once this year. He's like, relax, everybody. It's going to be fine. We're still still in this division race. Everything's going to be okay. And now he went to such great lengths as to call us and tell us, no, my arm didn't fall off. I'm going to make my next start. I'll be all right. Well, he's twisting the arm around. He's trying to extend it. We all got a little bit concerned. How could you not be? I mean, I was. I told you there might be a fire on the Bomba bus. I smelled smoke. <laughs> I love Robin. The propane tanks burning. How far can it's the Bomba bus up. go before it needs a, a there, tune-up? Is the th- no, there's enough gas to get through October. And if it crashes and burns before then, then it crashes and burns. We all go up in a blaze of glory. I know I sound like a cult leader now. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, you. <laughs> the fire cleanses us all. <laughs> this took a really dark turn. <laughs> twins Kool Aid, get your Twins Kool Aid. Only twenty five cents. Yeah, dude, it's just the Yankees, okay? This isn't life or death. No, don't do it, Rami. No, don't pull you back, Rami. No, don't do it. So, all right, let's look. We'll keep the baseball talk going here. Jason Stark also. Huge Twins news went down today. Uh, It was a big thing when Sam Dyson's season was over. It might not just be this season that's over for Sam Dyson, so we'll get to that. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. And real quick as well, our mission all week here on Score North and on the Mackie and Judd with Rami show is to help feed Twin Cities homeless people and get their lives back on track and we're doing that hand-in-hand with Union Gospel Mission. And the website is scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. That's S-K-O-R-North.com slash mission for meals. And right now, today's auction item, Judd's Hockey Show Experience. And you can get a suite, 16-person suite, catered and everything. And you can watch a Minnesota Wild game while Judd rants from the back of the Wait, suite. And again? mostly complains about the team. What's this again? It's the Judd's Hockey Show Experience. From Excel Energy Center. Can you believe how cool this sounds? It sounds amazing. It sounds. I mean, you can listen to Judd and I just break down line combinations. It'll <laughs> really? be great. Yeah, if you want, if you want to hang out in Bruce, a suite, Bruce, not no, no, not Koivu. Lou Nanny has agreed to show up, and Judd's just mostly going to sit there, probably with a beer in hand, complaining about the team. But 
That is available right fun. now. I've experienced that. And that's fun. Do you enjoy that? Yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's part of my charm. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Bidding starts at just five hundred dollars. Again, it's a suite for sixteen. And you can meet Lou Nanny, hang out with Judd, and uh and get the whole Judd hockey experience. Phil Mackey here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. And for the second year in a row, Federated was named a top one hundred fifty workplace by the Star Tribune. The people of Federated Insurance are the absolute best. They are committed to helping your business and serving our community. Over the past fifteen years, Federated Insurance and the Federated Challenge has raised over $35 million for big brothers and big sisters in Minnesota. They also bring that same culture of service and community to your business. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect you. Hit hard to right center field. Mejia over, over, and I can't get it. It hits the warning track. And Sano will dig around second and try for third. It's a two-out RBI triple for Miguel Sano. Another blast to left center field. Headed toward the bullpen. Gone! Stay hot, Miguel Sano. Two at bats. Two home runs. Yeah, the Bumba squad looking to clinch the first division title since 2010. It can happen if... Cleveland loses and the Twins win. The magic number is two, but the Twins can take things into their own hands by just winning their next two games. So uh, it'll it'll happen barring an epic collapse here over the next few days, and then they can get things straightened out for the playoffs. Jason Stark from The Athletic and from MLB Network and his appearances on Mackie and Jeb with Rami are presented by Dale Tondrick's Retirement Playbook, heard at 10 a.m. Saturdays on Score North. Uh, Jason, how many champagne celebrations have you covered? Too many. <laughs> My least favorite thing about covering really? baseball in October. My very least favorite. Really? Why is that? <laughs> because you can't get anything accomplished. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I, every, I, you know, I, I haven't gotten totally doused in too many of these things, but it's, it's like an hour of time in the middle of the night where you're going to accomplish nothing. Got it? <laughs> so, Jason, here, here's my thing. I don't, mind, I don't mind them once in a while for a team that if you win the American League or if you yeah. win the championship, the World Series. What drives me nuts, though, is we won the division, Champagne. We won a yeah. one-game, or, or we, we won... We got in the playoffs. Wild card, champagne. I'm sorry. I'll restate. Then we won a one-game wild card. More champagne. Then we won an ALDS. More sh- It's the amount of them. I don't mind them when, when they're meaningful. Yeah, I'm with you. Is that I'm, fair? Like, Yeah. Like, I, you know, you could have a wild card team that wins the World Series and does five of them? Yes. No. 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 <laughs> I like how you're adamant. You know what? I, I like how he's adamant. Think, about, That's why I like think about the stories. Think about the marketing that you just, you, you can line up five or six of those bad boys and come up. If, if you thought that the Red Sox from 2004, what were they, the idiots? I the mean, idiots. I think I think we need uh, I think we need some drunken sailors, five or six champagne celebrations. Line it up, man. I, you know, I always check to see what champagne's being sprayed. Is assuming that that's humanly possible, and uh, it's it's amazing how often 
the same team will upgrade champagne in every celebration. Really? So they get the cheap yeah, so stuff. You're not necessarily using the same huh. vintage. So by the end, it's Dom. What are they using at the end? <laughs> really? <laughs> that has happened. That seems like an I'm incredible waste of it. money. Do you wear goggles, Jason? Do you wear goggles in the lock in I the don't in the do clubhouse? The goggles. No, I don't do goggles. How bad is the burn? I, uh, it's not good, and <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like the burn is a problem. Uh, the the champagne dousing the notebook or the recorder bigger problem. Yeah. Uh, then you're going to fly somewhere the next day. So how are you going to pack the champagne drenched clothes? so that they don't contaminate everything else in the suitcase. That's a problem. There's a, there's a lot of complications if you're me. <laughs> never thought no about it from that These angle. are all a very good case, Jason. I never thought about it from that angle. These are all great yeah. points. I can't even argue with it. Yeah. And then, you know, most, like, again, most of the time, like, I, I, I just sit back. I, I watch it go. I can tell when it's starting to calm down, and then I go in there. But every once in a while, there'll be a guy in the clubhouse, he knows me. He thinks this is going to be fun. We're going to we're going to let Jason Stark wear it. Hall of Famer Jason Stark's going to wear champagne. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, Chris Coglin. When the Cubs won, I love Chris, right? But he was on a mission. Like all his his famous buddies in the national media, who he'd been helping out throughout the postseason with perspective and wisdom and one liners and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. He was going to pay us back for that. <laughs> we all got it. He'd come running down the wherever, we, like wherever we tried to hide at. We could be in the hall. We could be in the corner. Wherever he was going to find us. Jason Stark, what, what's more impressive to you, the long play in the National League of Washington, who it looked like uh, Dave Martinez might be fired in May and has yeah. come back and been outstanding, or the short play in the same league by the Brewers? who have absolutely caught fire for the past month or so and have been outstanding. Well, I mean, what a, what a team does over 100 games is, is always uh, a bigger feat than what a team does over 20 games. But the thing about the Brewers is doing it two years in a row. And I, and I had a tweet about this yesterday. The, the last team, in fact, the only other team that I could find that had back-to-back Septembers like this was the 1942-43 Cardinals. And, you know, I've, like the Cardinal haters have all tweeted at me, yeah, but that was in wartime. <laughs> the Cardinal yeah. lovers were uh, mad that I tried to liken Musial to Yelich and say, hey, those Cardinals never lost Stan Musial in the middle of it. Like, how can I make that comparison? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, you know, but anyway, what, you know, to do this two years in a row is a spectacular feat. It's a, it's an incredible tribute to belief and to the manager. The manager's so good at this. Yeah, uh, Jason Stark. What are some other things uh, outside of of National League Central? What are what are some? We, we got three three teams vying for two wild card spots in yeah. the American League. I mean, what are, what's on your radar? Two or three things well, that you're most excited about the next few days uh, here. Well, but- yeah, I mean, you know, I, I want there to be uh, an AL tiebreaker game Monday. Definitely want that. I, that, I think it's going to happen. You're going to have two teams with 96 wins, aren't you? Got to. Yeah. Got to do that. I mean, it looks like uh, it. Right. It, it looks and, like it's a real good possibility, at least. Yeah. Um, 
race for the number one seed in the American League. It has an impact on the Twins. I, I mean, I think the Astros almost have to wind up as number one seed. They're up two in the loss column, and they hold the tiebreaker over the Yankees. So I would, I would think, but that's really meaningful, considering the Yankees haven't lost a series at home since September 14th. Um, Milwaukee, St. Louis, Washington. Uh, that's seeding. It's who plays where. Uh, I mean, I'm, if the Brewers were to catch the Cubs and the Cardinals, that'd be that'd be crazy. Even to catch the the Nationals, they were seven games behind the Nationals three weeks ago. And it's not like the Nationals have collapsed. That's amazing. Um, Al Cy Young. I'm writing my awards column for tomorrow, and Garrett Cole kind of inch past. Justin Verlander last night in a few categories. I think the answer is still Verlander, but Garrett Cole barely passed him in ERA. Opponent OPS, they each have one start left. That's really fun. Verlander's trying to get to 300 strikeouts and 3,000 strikeouts uh, in his last start. That's pretty fascinating. Uh, How many managers get fired between now and the next time I talk to you? Could be a lot. Talking about Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, you already already know about San Francisco, Kansas City, San Diego. Those aren't all firings, but you could have Madden, Hurdle, Kepler, Callaway, maybe more. That's a lot. It's a lot of openings. Talking with Jason Stark of The Athletic here on Mackie and Judd with Rami as we do every Wednesday. I was uh, perusing The Athletic today, Jason, and, and I came across a really good article from your colleague, Eno Saris, talking about what are some, some good predictors for the postseason when you're looking at individual player statistics or team statistics. And what I took away from it is that there really aren't any. Like you, The Dodgers and the Astros and the Yankees look like much better teams on paper, but once we get to October, there's almost no predicting, no matter what you see on paper, what's actually going to play out on the field, is there? That's exactly right. You know, I had a, uh, over the last, in the last couple of weeks, I had some conversations with executives of teams who are heading for the postseason. And when I asked one of them, what's the number one thing you're watching the rest of the way that tells you what to expect in October? He said, nothing. He said, the, the thing I've learned about October is it's random more than anything else. It's random. It's not designed for the best team to win. It's designed for the team that, where the stars line up to win. You go back and look at any team that's won, and there's that crazy, like, Travis Ishikawa moment, right? Or whatever. Stuff happens that really has no business happening. It's the beauty of baseball. It's not the beauty of October to the teams that are on the wrong end of it, though. So give me what you consider uh, potentially to be the best path for the Twins. If they're going to catch October Lightning in a bottle, Jason Stark, does the best best path start at Yankee Stadium? I mean, that's tough, but well, still. That's, I, where, you, that's where it's going to start. Yeah. I think that's almost certain. And then, you know, hit a lot of home runs. <laughs> that's the. It's just such a myth that teams that hit a lot of that are home run dependent can't win in October. Um, if you look at the data, more than ever, the teams that hit the most home runs are the teams that win in October. The Twins are built to go deep, top of the lineup to the bottom. That's how you win. You know, that, that, so when you get that hanger, 
it goes out. If it goes out 11 times, you know, that, that, that long ball moment at the right time, that long ball moment when you least expect it, stuff happens that has no business happening. And I, you know, I don't, I'm not convinced that the Red Sox were better than the Astros last year, but they hit some, hit some balls into the seats off Verlander, off Keuchel, uh, and just at moments that changed everything. Do that. And the Twins can do that. They do it. Yeah, they do it. And, you know, I, I feel like the, the first, well, there was like a, an eight-week stretch there before the trade deadline where we all, it was a running theme in these conversations with you. They got to fix the bullpen. They got to fix the bullpen. And Craig Kimbrell. And, well, two different things have happened here since the trade deadline. Craig Kimbrell has had the worst year by far of his career, and he's given up nine home runs. I don't know why you feel the need to bring that up, Phil. <laughs> Rami's a Cubs fan, so he's uh, he's been struck down by this. But the yeah. Twins have quietly built one of the top three or four bullpens in baseball with internal guys like Tyler Duffy and uh, Cody Stashak, guys that are not household names around the league. And this system that Derek Falvey has brought has elevated these guys a lot like what they, they planted seeds with Ryan Presley a couple years ago, and you know he blossomed with the Astros. But if you combine power with bullpen, they really don't need as much out of their starting pitching to make a run, Jason. Yeah, that'll be. Yeah, it has, of course. But that's it's really evolved over the last five, ten years. Uh, I mean, you think of the like that Royals team that won. Think about that. Hey, think about those Giants teams beyond Mad Bum. Yeah, like I know he was a big factor. <laughs> that that bull, like they brought the same bullpen to the tournament three different times, and those guys were awesome. Uh, that really, you know, aggressive bullpen use with the right guys in the right spots, that works. Like, you don't think the Yankees look at the postseason and think, if we just get the lead, we're going to win with our pen? That's what they totally think. Um, Like, the chess match has never been more interesting from that standpoint. I love Jason Stark using uh, the tournament as a reference to October baseball. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) It's great. All right, let's, uh, Declan, let's fire up a little game show music here. For our uh, resident, we're playing the wrong song. Last week, he liked the twin song. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Okay, this song's fine. Okay, he doesn't like the strings. I didn't tell. I forgot to tell Declan. Yeah, we're gonna win. Prima Donna Judd, typical Judd. No, you know, I I think at some point we should we should really consider our song options. But this. <laughs> I love it, like right. J- like Jason's haggling over over contract is you know what that game show music too many strings he said yeah. it said it right yeah. I agree with him yeah. Yeah. for the record this I agree with you be, Jason this would not be a contractual haggling item for me but I you know I'm you know I have a I'm a big music fan so the uh, the proper music's important to me okay in, sets the mood in radio and in life yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so how are you going to stump us question. today. All right, uh, last, I, I was thinking about this because Justin Verlander won his 20th game for the second time, and well, I'm not going to do that with the Twins. So, last 30 years, so the, that'd be the post Viola era. Okay. Three Twins have won 15 games or more at least twice. Okay? So, multiple 15 win seasons by Twins pitchers last 30 years. And you said there was three of them? Three. Hmm. Uh, f- fifteen or more. I mean, Johan. Johan uh, has to be. Has to be. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Johan. That one was a given. 
Um, yeah. So we, we need two so, now. Brad, um, Brad Radke. Radke, 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 for sure. Totally. Yep. Okay. All right. Look at that. So right far, now. so good. Oh, yeah, this is easy. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah, this is simple. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, other um, Twins pitchers in that era okay, of Okay, now we're going to have to ask questions. Now, now we're going to have to talk. Okay. Yeah, now we're talking it, being... it out. Declan, yeah. this is just us talking it out. Don't hit a buzzer as soon as you hear a name. <laughs> this is All off right? the record, as they yeah. say in the courtroom right now. Look, can we go off the record, Your Honor? Yeah. Like, if I throw a name out, such as Francisco Liriano. That's actually, what I, that's actually what I was thinking. But I don't, three? Think, I don't think he... I don't three? know. Yeah, I don't think he had three of them. He only had, like, two good seasons ever with the Twins. 2006, in which he didn't okay. play long enough to get 15. So we're going to rule him Actually, out. he might have gone exactly, like, 15. Fifteen and three or something in two thousand six, but I'm so they got up. so they got good again two thousand one and started make the playoffs in two thousand two. Is Eric Milton potentially on that list? Judd, I'm asking Judd. Not- I don't <laughs> think. Oh boy, you know what? I'm at this point. You know what? Jesse Crane used to snipe a lot of wins yeah. out of the bullpen. Do you yeah, think he gonna got to 15 It's going to be some, <laughs> some slappy reliever. I'm trying to think even more recently. I mean, did did Irv Santana? Do no. it in a short oh, time here. That might three, three in a row, or three can three at all. But he got suspended for half of yeah, one year, and then that was, and then he he had one. I thought he had one real good year the year they made the the playoff game, and then of course couldn't pitch in that game, um, or he got hurt in that game. Um, okay, here here's a cra- here's a crazy. Do you think one. we've named it yet? This is a complete. This is a question I don't think again. So. Okay, this is going to sound. This is a question, Declan. Okay, <laughs> but this guy was actually pretty good on those early teams. Scott Baker. He didn't win that many games. Okay. There's no way he won 15 games that many times. Liriano, then? Are you not right? I don't think it's Liriano. No. I, I don't think it is either. So who was on those teams <laughs> when they got good? This is ridiculous. How, how long does the Jeopardy music play? <laughs> That's play play the Twins song. Play the Twins song. Our show actually ended like three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be naming names for the rest of the segment. <laughs> um, just throw a name We got to just throw something out there. Throw a name out. Right. Throw a name out. Come on! All right, you know what? All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say this is the post the post Viola era. Scott Erickson. I'm going to go with. Oh, dang it! I bet, I'm sure I we named. I'm sure we named him. Jason. That was really an excellent excellent guess. It's not him. He did have the one big 20 win year, but it's not him. And yeah. you you named how you named like 40 guys. You did not <laughs> name this guy. You didn't name the guy. He's from early 90s. Come on, Judd. Really? Oh, Kevin Tappany. You know, won 16 back to back in, I think it was 91, 92. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was completely psyched out by post Viola, and I was trying to distance myself from the Frankie days. Yeah. Uh, he never named, he never threw Joe Mays out there. No, nah, he had one year. Anderson never came up. No. John Smiley. Well, oh, John, John Smiley was a brief. <laughs> <laughs> that was a brief, semi-pleasant for one yeah. year, I think, yeah. and then it quickly went south. Yeah, we didn't name Ultimate Bob Tewksbury. We didn't name Dan Nolte. We John, didn't name John Smiley. Let's just say I never got the feeling he was happy to be here. <laughs> yep. Wow. The period of greatness for all twin starters. Yeah. Brief. Right. Yes, sir. Yep. Thank so, you, Jason right, Stark. We'll talk next week, and we will preview the ALDS, probably Twins yeah. and Yankees, with you in uh, in Houston next week. Uh, right. I will not be in Houston yet, but I'll I'll be contemplating Houston. <laughs> <laughs> good. Aren't we all? I'll be packing. All right, see you, Jason. Right, see you guys. That's Bye. Jason Stark from the Athletic and MLB Network, presented by Dale Tondrick's Retirement it. Playbook. Happening? I should have gotten that. I, I was I was 
too far away from the. I tried to get too far away from the Viola years. I should have gotten that because the Cubs gave him a big contract based on what he did here in Minnesota. He was a good little yeah. pitcher, man. Yeah. He was good. Actually, the Cubs had a little run there. The Cubs and Twins, I think, because of the Andy McPhail connection, there was a, like Willie Banks went over to the Cubs yep. at one point. And if, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Tappany and Eggie come in the Viola trade? It was da- it was David West, the big lefty who was supposed to be the star of that trade and flamed out quickly. Yeah. Tappany, I think. Hmm. Aguilera. That was a good trade. Uh Billy Bean too, I think, possibly. Which the which one? The GM of Oakland. The no. GM Billy Bean? Yeah, he's not, not the other Billy Bean. He was not that good. Okay. Um well when we come back here, the Sam Dyson news escalated quickly today. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> Heck of a trade. Score North Download brought to you by Tondrick Financial Deck Offie. We heard from Jake Oderizzi in the first segment of today where Phil where he told Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, and Judd Zolgad that he is fine. Everything is fine. Oderizzi left last night's start due to hamstring issues, but he said, I'm doing perfectly fine. I have no issues. It got reported as tightness, but it was just a cramp, and cramps go away. This one will, too. So the Bamba bus is still flying off the road. Rami Makhlouf is not pulling over. The wheels are attached. The brakes are cut. Cut! Um, I'm a little concerned to be on that bus with the driver. Just but, hang you know, on tight and have um, a claw. I, I, that's already a couple A claw? Feet, so. This is Declan we're talking yeah, about. On. Declan White Claw. This is, this is my cro- Claw Life Chronicle. This is my life. I got a tall boy for you right here. Thank you. Thank Sit you, down. Ronnie. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> you can you can read that and much more on the Twins as well as the Vikings matchup with the Chicago Bears this Sunday at scorenorth.com. Though, although older Rizzi is fine, it is not all fine for Twins reliever Sam Dyson. And we'll get into that right now on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Yeah. Thank you, Declan. So Sam Dyson had shoulder surgery. He posted about it on his Instagram account. And word out of Detroit from Twins reporters is well the obvious is his season's over. We knew his season was over. Correct. It sounds like he's not pitching next year as well. Correct. Yep. Rocco, and if he does it'll, said that, yeah. like his season's in jeopardy next year. And if he pitches, it'll be like maybe at the end of the year. And shoulder surgery is not shoulder surgery is harder to come back from at full strength or ever than elbow surgery. Shoulder surgery has ended Dallas Braden in his prime, career done recently. Glenn Perkins wasn't in his prime anymore, but shoulder surgery derailed his career. Yeah. Never came back and, and signed another contract. So, how do you guys feel about this? It sounds like Sam Dyson's been pitching through some discomfort the last couple of years, and he's been productive. But wasn't it. it the first the first thing that put him on the aisle? Wasn't it elbow tendonitis? I don't think it was the shoulder. I think the first thing it was that like put biceps. It was, it was like, biceps. It was like yeah, they just made it up. Okay, they're they're just like yeah, something's wrong. So let's just call it this. Yeah, but. This is what's tough. I mean, they traded, they didn't trade one of their top five or 10 prospects, but they traded quality prospects that could help the organization, mm-hmm. and they're going to wind up getting nothing. They're going to wind up actually getting, they probably lost a game or two that they would have won because Sam Dyson was was trying to grind through it. Right. So the strip reported on Monday that, that the Twins actually, according to, according to the strip sources, the Twins went to the Giants in baseball, and it sounds like we're like, what the hell? And and that they can't find any evidence that the Giants knew. Like Dyson hid this. But if that's Dyson's, what it looks like, so Dyson's Dyson has said I, I, this has been kind of a thing for a couple of years. For a yeah, couple but, of years, yeah, I remember. But he that just quote. never told. But can the I Giants? still say if I'm the Twins, I want something back? Yeah, like I don't think I'm going away. Be like, oh, oh no, you know, no harm. This guy is so so. The hook to Dyson was he comes here to help you make the playoffs. He's. Eligible for arbitration this winter, right? 
pitches for, for you next year under your control, and then hits the market after that. Well, now he might be done. So if I'm the Twins, I still say to the Giants, let's, okay, keep two of the prospect, but let's make this somewhat good. I don't think I'm going to walk away and be like, oh, it's no problem okay, at all. If you guys ran the Giants, let's say let's say you had no idea. Okay. That they, this dude, just he hid this. There was some discomfort, but he, for whatever reason, he didn't want to say anything. You had no idea. You made the trade in good faith. The Twins gave you three prospects, and now you're faced with this reality that, oh, there was something. Mm-hmm. We didn't know about it. We just collected three prospects, and you guys get nothing out of the deal. Would you offer the Twins something? Try to if make they, it right? Yeah. Nah. No, why would I? If, I? if I don't have to, no. If I followed the letter of the law and didn't violate any MLB trade rules, no, why would I? I would file a grievance then if I'm the Twins against you claiming incompetence on your part for not unearthing the fact that Sam Dyson was walking around hurt for two years. And that's fine. If the league makes me, okay. But I'm saying that I'm grieving it and I'm smearing your name all over (laughs) baseball. And by the time I'm done, you're not going to be able to deal with anybody. See, I would... uh, I'd be mad. I would would actually... I wouldn't give all the prospects back, but I'd float a little something, whether it's cash or a prospect back or or something. I'd give a prospect back. Like, pick one of the three and you can have them back in your organization or some similar comp. And I would do Can it. Can they just send Will Smith here now? <laughs> or that? <laughs> yeah. I'd be mad, though. I, I would be. I'd be ticked off. Actually, can Mad Bum come to the Twins and just pitch in the post? Season's over. Like, right. Can he just well, come pitch for the Twins? And in the that class? does. I would do it to, to just to like to be to to not be shut out of trade talks with future teams. Is what I'm saying. And that does beg a great question too. What were the Giants doing? I know the Bochi thing was a nice story, and I know that they got hot, and I know that ownership probably said, "Oh, let's try and make the playoffs." Make the, they didn't listen to us, Jim. but no, but why? But right, but baseball's supposed to be smart now, right? Like, all these people are supposed to and be... And their GM is supposed to be I know. like one of the brighter young minds in the league. Yes. So why on earth wouldn't you have just said, you know what, Madison, we'll trade you. We'll trade you. But the Dyson thing, if I'm the Twins, I do not sit there and take this. I, I got to get something back from you. So uh tweet comes in here from loyal listener, our guy Justin in Rochester. And Justin, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick at you here because I disagree with your tweet. He said, failure of the front office is now complete. Next, did next to nothing uh, at the trade deadline. And what little they did was a lemon and gave themselves zero margin for error. Um, let's see here. And I think he's taking a shot at Wetmore. Wetmore is doubling down on this team as a World Series contender. And, and I'm saying they don't make it out of the division round. But here's the thing. I, I will criticize the front office for not getting a starting. I think they should have gotten a starting pitcher so that they have more depth. But this is the same front office that built a system and an organization that's going to lead to a 100-win team here, assuming they go at least 3-2 and two in their final five games. This front office deserves so much more credit for building this thing up and building up this powerhouse lineup than for whiffing on Sam Dyson's injury at the trade deadline. Like Come you, on can, you can take issue with some of the moves that they made or, or non-moves that, that they didn't make, I guess is the right way to say that, but... How do you look at this season and say the failure of the front office? How? How is that even possible? You added over a hundred home runs in free agents. You 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 brought in Jake Odorizzi. You brought in Michael Pineda the previous year. You brought in Martin Perez and made him look like Johan Santana for two months. And then yeah, he came back down to earth. But you're about to win a hundred games and an AL Central championship, and we're talking about the failure of a front office. Why, why do we even acknowledge a tweet like that? I don't even understand why we would acknowledge a tweet like that. I, That's asinine. Because I, I like fighting with Justin and Rochester. Blame Mackie. <laughs> yeah, blame Mackie there. 
Uh, it's so far from failure. It's yeah, but, so far from but, failure. But honestly, I feel like I, I feel like the Vikings and the Twins are viewed so much differently by Minnesota sports fans. The Vikings are always viewed as, and I don't want to like. Thank God we we have to take a break in a couple minutes because once I get started on this rant, it's thirty minutes and take a nap. But the Vikings are viewed as well. They always do everything they possibly can to feed the team and to to bring in free agents and to do the things that they need to do right. And the Twins are cheap, and the Twins never do anything in this. Well, a couple things off that. The Vikings are at no risk of not profiting as a business. Right. So when the Vikings sign a big free agent, no matter what, the Wilfs are going to bring in like nine figures of of net profit in a season based on the way the economics are set up. Okay. In In baseball, every team operates up to their own salary cap, which is profit. Okay, yes. So I just feel like there's a misperception. Well, the Twins are cheap and they're not doing this. Well, no, the, like, the Twins brought in Nelson Cruz and Jonathan Scope, and they made a big offer to Craig Kimbrell. And by the way, if that had happened, we had been ripping the Twins for bringing in Craig Kimbrell because he sucks. And right? also, the, the, the existence of a salary cap means the Vikings almost have to spend that much money. There There is not a team in the NFL who's not using like 95% at least of their cap right now. So the the Vikings are are limited in how much they can spend and so is the rest of the league. So in comparison you go, hey, they're doing everything they can. Whereas in baseball, you look at the Twins and then you look at the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Cubs, one of these teams with a 200 million dollar payroll and you go, why aren't they doing that? And if you're asking that question, you just don't understand the economics of baseball. And if you're calling this front office a failure, then you don't understand baseball at all. I do think it's imperative, though. You gotta go kill the Giants now. You go after them hard. You go out. You get you you get a prospect back, and if you don't, you smear them. Yeah. Well, it it is a failure. This would make this would make me if I'm the Twins because I don't want to sit there and and I don't care if it's my fault or not. Look like a stooge, right? Yeah. I mean, you got a guy who whose arm was essentially hanging but by, by a thread, and my problem with that is is are you telling me? The Giants didn't know? Because if the Giants didn't know, they're incompetent. Well, I don't know if I agree that they're incompetent because Sam Dyson was one of the best relievers in the National League the last two years. And who would have who would have thought to red flag? Like if he had gone through a two or three weeks, right? Yeah, but teams do physicals on guys. But I don't think you're doing I don't think you're doing a shoulder MRI. I mean, I I don't know how that works. But at some point in time, wouldn't you be like, hey, doc, my shoulder sort of hurts. But if he's coming into work every day and he has a two and a half or three ERA striking everybody out, there's there's not a red flag that would say, oh, there's a problem here. But wouldn't he be saying, man, it sort of hurts? Like all all of a sudden he he just got here and said it hurt. Anyway, I'm not sitting there and taking this. I think you can fairly say this front office has done a wonderful job building this team that's going to win 100 games and they have a chance to do something in the postseason. And they probably should have added another pitcher at the trade deadline. Like they a probably starter. they probably should have added Robbie Ray or somebody well, and, or uh, and, what's his name from Toronto Marcus Stroman and right? I and How's I he been by the way and I will say that that as far as that goes I think baseball's rule that if you have a player who gets pinched in a PED case and the fact that you're not told basically is a bleeping horrendous rule yeah so so they, so, that so would, he got popped before the trade deadline right way before the trade yeah. deadline but that but that but the Twins did not know. That's a. Do ter- you really think they didn't know? Um, I know they're not allowed to. You know, know what? So you they know what? probably said we didn't know. But do you really think they didn't know? You know what? I well, one, if they did know and they didn't go get a starter, shame on them big time. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt here, though. But I also think that's a stupid rule. It's not the Twins' fault that Pineda was a moron. That's not the team's fault. I agree. I mean, if you're going to go talk to your buddy 
you know, back home and take a pill and he doesn't call the team first, that's not the team's fault. That's a terrible rule. It should be known, and I don't care what the ramifications are, privacy, I don't care about that. The twins should have been informed. The second Pineda was, this guy is facing a, at the time, I think, 90-game suspension. Yeah. So that's the news. Sam Dyson, shoulder surgery, likely out next year as well. And the Twins are going to have to figure that out with the Giants. And uh, the other thing, too, if you missed it earlier in the show, Jake Odorizzi saw all the panicked fans and all the just all the coverage on Fox Sports North last night that he came out of the game with an injury, and he called into the Score North Twin Show. And we did an emergency episode actually after the show was over because he wanted to call in and set the record straight. He said, I'm fine. You can read about it from uh, from uh, Judd's perspective, scorenorth.com, and you can listen to the emergency episode as well on the Score North Twin Show feed, scorenorth.com, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast, Apple or Spotify. Gentlemen, when we come back, let's talk more Vikings and Bears. Biggest game of the season so far for the Vikings. I know it's only a month into this thing, but uh, our guy Alex Boom was on Purple Daily yesterday and had some interesting things to say about the matchup and also... We'll get his thoughts on Mike Zimmer as well. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. At the end of the day, this game coming up this week is going to be epic. And I don't think people understand how epic it's going to be. You have a defense that is just primed and destroying people and now you have a run game on offense that is just kicking people's teeth in and it's like well which one's going to move because you can't have both on the same day somebody's going to get ran over and who's it going to be I'm looking at this game and I'm like man if you lose this game you really go back in the north you don't just go back you go way back behind the lions almost like do you really want to go back that far you better wake up quickly football You guys. I'm ready yeah. to go. Uh, yeah. I'm ready to go. Meet. Give me a helmet. Raw meat. You got no. Calm down. It's not till Sunday <laughs> no, at three right twenty-five. No. Right see, you're now, gonna. Judd. This is what happens. You expend all your energy on Wednesday. Give me a helmet, and you're gonna Football. be burned out. Your Come Bears on. are gonna have no chance. Football. Yeah. That was Alex Boone on Purple Daily. Every Tuesday and Thursday, you can find the former Vikings offensive lineman, and he's uh, he's awesome. He brings energy. He's really good. He's got takes and. This is what Alex had to say yesterday about Kirk Cousins. I think people are kind of upset because they're, you know, Kirk Cousins deserves more respect than being called a game manager. At this point, this year, let's just say this year, what has he really done? Agreed. He's done nothing. So I'm not even calling him a game manager. Listen, don't get tripped on again, okay? I'm glad you held on to the ball. That could have started the game off way wrong. I mean, had you fumbled that ball, I feel like that... That game goes differently for some oh, reason. Absolutely. In my mind, when he fell down, I go, oh, my God, this is it. They <laughs> fell for the trap. Right? But he held on to the ball. So I go, oh, you know what? Maybe he didn't. He held on to the ball. Good yeah. job. So <laughs> I had the same thought. Of course. All right. Here it is. Home game. Ready to rock. It's the Raiders. They're terrible. John Gruden is a caricature of himself uh, being impersonated by Frank Caliendo. And, oh, my God, Kirk Cousins trips on, like, the first play. And the ball is going to come <laughs> Over up. his center's foot. Do you guys Whoops. do you guys view Kirk Cousins as a game? Like I, I, I mean, I don't agree with what Alex said there. I think he's he's a game man. Like he's 
He's a game manager at worst, and I think there's going to be five games this season where he can do what he did against the Rams last year or against the Packers last year, and he'll be able to carry you for maybe five of those games because I think he's got that in him. He's not like Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer is a game man. When I think of a game manager, I think you can't even really ask him to do anything other than check down and throw to wide-open receivers. Kirk's more than that. Where do you guys put Kirk? I think five games is high. I think you can ask him. I think if you're going to ask Kirk Cousins in 2019 to win key games for you, you're probably talking maybe maybe two, three is stretching it. Uh, but I but I think with the formula that this team has, and, and we're going to take a long a big step on Sunday as to determining if what I'm about to say is correct or not. I think the formula of asking him to manage games, not make stupid mistakes, and make some plays. Because guys can make plays. It's just that you're not saying go out there and throw for 425 yards. I think that that formula could work. But I also think the Bears game is going to take a a really important step to saying Judd was right or, oh boy, maybe Judd was really wrong. Yeah, I don't know that this is going to define who the Vikings are for the rest of the season. I agree with what Alex is saying about what this does to whoever loses this game in terms of the division. You've fallen behind potentially the Detroit Lions, and now you've lost two division games, and you're you're three games behind the Packers, maybe, yeah, you'll be three games probably behind the Packers if they win on Thursday night, and the Packers will have been undefeated in the division at that point. So you're games behind and tiebreakers behind at this point. This game has as much meaning as a week four game can have as far as the standings go. I don't think we're going to come out of this game and go, yep, that's who the Vikings are for the last 12 weeks. At least I won't because the NFL literally flips on its head every four to six weeks in terms of who we think are actual powerhouses and who we don't think are actual powerhouses. But for Kirk Cousins, yeah, I think they're going to ask him to make two, maybe three big throws a game. And then the rest of that time, try and win with the run game. And Kirk Cousins is simply a compliment to that. So off that, don't you guys also think, though, that, and I told uh, Cunningham this on Ventline today, to me, and this is going to sound weird, but to me, this game, the eye test is going to be important, too. If you go in there and get annihilated physically and just drilled, then I think you're in huge trouble. Because I don't, and I don't think that that you will. If you go in there and you lose 17-14, but you play a good defensive game, Cousins plays well, but you just lose. Then I'm saying, okay, that's a bad loss, but it's not It's not a loss where I say you're dead. I think the eye test only matters if you lose. I think if you win and it looks ugly, I, agree I with don't that. Yeah. care. That's you, fair, yeah. Go into but Chicago that's my point is if you, lo- if you lose by three, close scoring game, you don't get annihilated. Uh, Cousins isn't asked to, nor does he do something stupid, and you just lose because the Bears are really good defensively. I think you could leave saying... All right, that's a bad loss, but I don't think this team is yeah. dead. There's there's very few scenarios that align with Vikings looking smooth and pretty in a win on Sunday. Mm-hmm. No, I, don't, I think whoever wins this game is probably walking out with what's perceived as an ugly yeah. win. See, I actually think there is a path, being someone who watches the Vikings go to Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game, I think there is a path to a smooth Bears win here. Just because Vikings, the Vikings defense is not the same on the road as it is at home. The Vikings defense is obviously faster at home with the artificial surface, and that's just a stadium that sometimes the Vikings get overwhelmed, and you have a game uh, like the Sam Bradford game, although that was mostly him not being physically ready to play football. But I, I, I could actually see a scenario in which the Bears win this game 28-10 to 10 and the Vikings just look terrible because that's sometimes what happens. But if the Vikings win, it's going to look 
fairly ugly. There's just like I would be shocked if man the offense is clicking on all cylinders and it's 31 to 21 and the Vikings are running away with this thing. I think we're going to see a similar game to what we saw week 2 between the Packers and the Vikings. And so if they win, it it'll be the version of that game where they pulled it out at the end. And Kirk Cousins didn't throw a stupid interception in the end zone where it's two teams like one might go up early big and then the other one will fight back because they both have good defenses and can can hold the opponent even if they do get off to a big lead. But that, I, I think that's if the Vikings win, you'll see something similar to what happened in Green Bay with just a slight twist on the ending. My sense is that whichever team loses this game on Monday, the quarterback in that town is going to get ripped. Yeah, unless it's and it like could a be Trubisky or something, but yeah, yeah, I don't think it's going to be though. These defenses are really good, but I I could see Trubisky or Cousins doing something where you where we come in on Monday to talk about it, and you say, "My God, was that incredibly stupid?" You guys want some more football clips from Alex Boone? Do I want more daily football clips? Yeah. Football. Football. yeah. Okay. Uh, this is Alex talking about Mike Zimmer on yesterday's episode of Purple Daily, heard at two to four o'clock live on Score North or available via podcast anywhere you find podcasts. Clearly, he knows that we know we're not stupid. We see it all over your face. Like we're all upset too. So let's just stop hiding behind it. I think that you, I'm, I generally think you would get better traction if you were just honest. And that was my biggest gripe with him was that he would go say something in the media and then turn around and tell us something different. And it was like, listen, if that's what you mean, then say it. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. It might bother the guy next to me, which bothers me, but whatever. I'll figure it out. You know, it was the constant back and forth in the, you know, going to the media and saying something and then turn around in the media, in the meetings and say, nah, guys, I didn't mean that. I didn't, I didn't mean to say that. I was just kidding. You know, it's like, no, dude, you did. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Because I think we all view Zimmer as someone who's a straight shooter. He's going to yeah. say. He, what he's saying to the to the media is probably what he's saying to the players because he's being harsh at the podium. Is Boone, right? So is Boone saying that Mike gets mad, which he does post game, says stuff that he means at that time, and then tries to walk it back. Which which actually, if that's the case, that would make sense. His restraint on Kirk Cousins aligns more with that. That's pro- he's probably having those types of conversations with Kirk Cousins behind the scenes in more of a restrained way. And you'd think, well, classic Mike would probably get get up to the podium, red faced, and <laughs> give it to com- us, Mike. complain about that interception in the fourth. Give it quarter, to us. Right? Tell us about Kirk's pass. Um, here's here's one more clip from Alex Boone on Mike Zimmer. Another one of my biggest gripes was like he would shoot his mouth off right after a game instead of coming to us directly and saying, "Hey, listen, I need this worked on." Not only that, but sometimes you just know the player. Like you know, you can pull guys aside and say, "Hey, listen." All right, you're coasting. I need more. You're doing this. Mm-hmm. You got to pick it up. You know, you're, there's there's like a level of friendship that like you're almost family, but you're not family. You know, like you have the inside track to everybody, so you can always be honest with people. You can always be straight with them. Hey, listen, you really suck lately. I need you to pick it up. We need to get better. We're going to get better as an offense, get better as defense, whatever it is. You know, I've heard coaches say that to guys before. When you just go out to the media and say things, that hurts guys. Because it's like, dude, come to me first. Don't, don't, my mom doesn't want to read that. My grandma doesn't want to read that. Okay. I don't want to read that. Just come to me. Tell me we'll fix the problem. Yeah, but if you're like 320 pounds and can squash me with your thumb, then I might not say it to your face. (laughs) Go to the media first. (laughs) Yeah, it's much easier to say stuff behind Alex Moon's back. It'd be kind of refreshing if Phil just came to me one day. I was like, Declan, you suck lately. Like, you know, (laughs) 
It'd be good to know. I, I thrive on that kind of direction. Declan, those audiogram transcriptions need work. You are terrible, okay? You suck at it. But, I it mean, let's say we're. You typed in were. What are you, yeah, an idiot? Yeah, yeah, what's happening here? But that is, I think, what. So Alex's year with the Vikings, or his his full year with the Vikings, there was some stuff. I mean, there was Zimmer was definitely not happy a few times publicly, and so I think I think that's an interesting glimpse into he's probably not the only one that has felt that way behind the scenes. And I think it's something that Mike Zimmer has clearly worked on based yeah. on the way that he has been Absolutely. to the media this year. So good for Mike Zimmer for learning from Bo- some of that. Boone was here in 2016, correct? So it's 16 and then 17 he for got, the meltdown. He got cut and, yeah. Because it, that's right. if that's the case, then he was here the year that they got off to the hot start, went to Philadelphia, lost, and Mike called the, the offensive line soft. Do you think what Alex that didn't go over well? Do you think what Alex is saying applies to kickers? Or when he says stuff about kickers, the rest of the locker room is like, yeah, okay, it's fine. They're just kickers. I'll ask him tomorrow because that's a great point, and I bet he hates kickers. <laughs> Alex Boone, there's no way that that man likes kickers. What if, what, what if he does? What if what if Alex has been, been buddies with Vinatieri for years? Who's the wasn't the, the Niners had a long time kicker too, right? Uh, Was that Dawson? Joe? Phil Dawson. Oh, Phil Dawson. Right? Wasn't was it Phil Joe, Dawson the longtime Niners, Niners kicker? There's one kicker that Boone might have liked, Seabass. Oh, yeah. Because who doesn't probably, like... Actually, they probably hung out in the Bay Area. Who doesn't right? love Seabass? Well, I think he liked Dawson because Dawson was like a tough guy. He was a tougher guy for That's a right. kicker. You're like, right. He wasn't afraid to go after someone, which is hilarious just on paper. Yeah. Have you guys seen... Uh, he had a Barstool Sports show, and Pat now McAfee. he's been on, Pat McAfee. Is on, he's on Get Up now as yeah, of last week. Absolutely not. That guy's a psycho. Yeah, is he really? Super entertaining. I haven't seen him on Get Up. No, really I love mad. Pat McAfee. Yeah. They just put him on. He's on Get Up on Mondays as of last week. It's it's Rex. It's Mike Greenberg, Rex Ryan, <laughs> and Pat McAfee all in one oh, room boy. doing football stuff. Okay. <laughs> so on uh, Monday or Tuesday show, Rex Ryan called Baker Mayfield overrated, right? And McAfee, they show him, and he's just disgusted. And like he won't talk to Rex, and he tells somebody else, "Can you tell him about Baker? Can you tell?" And he's like going crazy, and he's sitting right by Rex. Yeah, it's like, you, why don't you just tell you, him? You can tell him. He's and Rex Ryan d- does not care. Rex Ryan just goes on; he doesn't yeah. care. Rex is if you if you watch the Sunday is it Sunday NFL Countdown the the the, the nine hour pregame show yeah. that ESPN does. Yep. And Rex Ryan is a master troller. He'll set up clips and like there was I can't remember what the context was, but they were going through like. All five, we're gonna we're gonna pick something. All five of us are gonna pick something. And Rex went with like he like trolled some rookie quarterback or something, getting sacked in a shot. And he's just he was born to do media. Did you see Mayfield's response today to Rex Ryan? No, he said uh, Freddie Kitchens always says if if they're not wearing brown and orange, it doesn't matter what they say. And Rex Ryan isn't wearing any colors right now, and I think we all know why. I feel like Baker Mayfield should just worry about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, and don't don't reference. At this point in time, Kitchens, like, he can't call plays. Well, you know, he's not really my touchdown. Well, my, my guru, Freddie Kitchens, yeah. always tells me. <laughs> Freddie Kitchens ran a draw on fourth and nine, so I might not reference Freddie Kitchens right now. Yeah. And by the way, like, Rex Ryan is one of the great defensive coordinators of the last 25 years in the NFL. Yeah. So, yeah. It's fantastic. And I'm guessing if he wanted a defensive coordinator job. He could have it. Yeah. But he probably makes seven figures doing TV. So. Anyways. Dude, once these guys who like ruin their lives, basically coaching because it eats up so much of your time and energy, get a taste of that relatively to what they were doing, easy media money, they never go back. Like people talk forever about Bill Cower 
going back to coaching. Why the hell would Bill Cowher go Actually, back to coaching? Why is Rex not in the booth? The Monday night booth would be perfect for Rex now that I think about it. You know what I thought? That's the transition. I was thinking point. about that. The only reason. Booger, Booger, man. It's, the, I like Booger, but. The only reason you lose Jason Witten and just go, you know what? Just slide Booger upstairs is because somebody gave you a commitment for next year. They're like, look, I want to do this, but just not one, not right now. I need one more Payton? year. I think it's Peyton Manning. Because I think if you. That's Eli- the only reason you make a non move move like that. I read if Eli retires, he's in. Because he doesn't want to. Does not want to do any. He does Eli. not want to be. He does not want to be commenting on games while his brother is in the league. But so Eli's wonder, done. Wonder, could could Peyton maybe pay Eli like twenty percent of whatever ESPN's about to pay him to stay retired? Listen, Eli, I I need to take this fifteen million dollars a year from Monday Night Football. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you an agency fee to just not play next year, so we can do this. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that a bit. In other news. When we come back to Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North. But first, it's time to talk to In other news. In other news. Ah, yes, in other news. Halfway through the week, halfway through the show, we and you need a break from all that hard-hitting sports talk that we bring you here on Score North throughout the day to bring you some of the more weird and wacky news from around the world, including from... I don't know if this is how you say this, but Gross Tete, Louisiana? Hmm. I'll just go with that. Sounds wrong. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, where again? Gross Tete? No. It's G-R-O-S-E-T-E-T-E, Louisiana. Hmm. How would you say that? I don't know, man. This courtesy? That's probably not it. (laughs) You want me to try another pronunciation? (laughs) Or you want to keep our FCC license? (laughs) I was going to say, don't say that. Stick with Arise and move on. Do you want us to be a strictly podcast network is what I'm asking you. Not yet. Okay, good. All right. (laughs) This comes courtesy of WAFB. On Thursday, September 19th, a couple at the I-10 truck stop in Gross Tete was chasing after their deaf dog that ran away from them. Sheriff Brett Stassi says... The dog, according to Stassi, run, uh, ran under the double barbed wire fencing oh that God. closed off the camel habitat. What, oh. kind of, what kind of truck stop has a camel habitat? One in Gross Tete? <laughs> I, I really... That was I mean, the, you asked the question. That was the first part of this story that just blew my mind. What's going on at truck stops? That there, there's a camel habitat at a truck stop? Why do you need a camel habitat at a truck stop? I don't even understand. So is there like a is, is, is there like a sign two you know two miles like like, like hump hump? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, so, so I'm maybe I'm maybe uh, just keep going. Uh, just keep going. Well, you do you have another zinger you want to get well, in? Because this is where this thing gets really weird. Oh, I was gonna say like you can't call your dog because the dog's the deaf, dog's right? Deaf, yeah. yeah, it probably only responds to you know hand signals and whatnot, facial yeah. expressions. Uh, they can read lips. Some deaf dogs can read lips. Hmm. Um, the couple chased after the dog into the enclosure, meeting an agitated camel who was named Casper. Sheriff Stassi says somehow the camel sat on the woman. The woman, possibly out of self-defense, I'm pretty sure this was out of self-defense, bit the camel's testicles. Ouch. Pamela Bossier, a manager of the Tiger Truck Stop, says the couple broke into the enclosure, causing the camel to panic 
It was just crazy, Bossier told the Washington Post on Monday, to the point of, why would somebody do that? Why would you have camels at your truck stop is the real question. The manager says the camel is friendly and plays with goats all the time. There are goats there, too. She claims he was playing around with the dog. The dog's owners, according to Bossier, went under the barbed wire to get into the enclosure before the animal was bitten. She says there's a video of the incident. we got to get that video. But her attorney will likely not allow it to be released. I I want to see that video. Which website is that video going to be released on? <laughs> Did you say the camel had a name way back when in that story? Casper. The camel's name is Casper. Casper the camel. Do camels plays with ordinar- goats? Do they ordinarily have names? Hold I've on. never heard that. Hold on. Yeah, Joe Camel. Everybody hold That's the hell The most on. famous camel. The woman sure. was sent to the hospital. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Uh, Casper has been in the enclosure since summer of 2018, replacing the truck stop's previous attraction, Tony the Tiger. What? They had a tiger. And now they have a, a camel. What is going on at this truck stop? Wait, so there's just, just to be clear, there's only, so this truck stop has one animal. No, there are goats there too, apparently. Okay. So, but is is this to draw people into the truck stop? I guess. Wait, wait, wait. It must tiger, be. For what purpose? Do trucks just to, like, so they can make extra money off gas? Like what? Yeah. It's an attraction to get people there. Like I could just go to that gas station, but this one's got a camel. Wouldn't the tiger have to be in a cage? It's in an enclosure. So when hmm. when Tony was put down in 2017 uh, because of kidney failure and health issues, they Dr- decided... What, did drink too much? Previous to that, the truck stop... Tony, you got to stop with the booze, man. ...had been petitioned Arr. by animal rights groups to free Tony. So I think the tiger died, and they were like, we don't want this tiger smoke anymore from these animal rights groups. Where do you let's get a camel? Just, let's just go get a camel. Where do you get the camel? Like, what's the camel market? Let's go to the camel store. Hump.com. No, that's a different website. Don't, don't go there. Not at work. Rami, who left the company non-voluntarily on Wednesday. From, uh, excuse me, from uh, Mashable.com. What if Amazon Alexa could tell you the weather in a much more excited and profane way? In its annual hardware event on Wednesday, Amazon revealed a slew of updates to its virtual assistant, including... The ability to add the voice of Samuel L. Jackson nice. as your Alexa oh, voice. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. That's amazing. Amazon is using neutral text-to-speech technology to replicate the iconic actor's voice instead of having him record canned lines to repeat ad nauseum. Can you imagine how long that would take? Uh, yeah, Samuel, we're going to need you to record literally anything anyone would ever ask an Alexa device. <laughs> Alexa, open score north. Can we get hey, Samuel? Alexa. If we get Samuel L to do audiograms, then can we just have Great. him read that everything in awesome. Samuel L voice? Yeah, because you would never have to transcribe again. Exactly. They would transcribe it perfectly. Uh, the new technology seems pretty creepy, but if it works, it works. The Samuel L. Jackson Alexa personality is launching later on this year. Anyone who buys it in 2019 will get it for just 99 cents. Humorously. There will be explicit and non-explicit versions of his voice available oh. for you. So if you want I've the never, explicit version, you can buy. This sounds awesome. I never wanted an Alexa. The thing creeps me out. Yeah, like somebody that's going well, somewhere. It should because it spies on your life. Yeah, exactly. That's but I believe that that's the first thing that's made me go. You know what? <laughs> to hell with it. I don't care if I'm being spied on. If it okay, it, if it has Samuel L. Jackson's voice. Yeah. yeah, and if Samuel L. Jackson is 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 a voice that's available, what other voices would get you to buy? And Amazon Alexa for you non Alexa users. Hmm. That's a good question. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Morgan Freeman would be a great voice. Just narrating your life. Yeah. If the Alexa was instead of you asking it questions, it was asking you questions <laughs> in Morgan Freeman's voice. 
Oh, Rami. Christopher Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken would be. That'd be a good one. McConaughey would be good. Yeah, you'd love that I'd one. I'd love wouldn't that you? one. Yeah. I'd love that one. Let's go to the bar and drink. Alexa, all what's right. the weather like today? All right, all right, all right. All right. In other news. He's just narrating your life like a Lincoln commercial. <laughs> Declan disliked it. That's a weird commercial. Which, Which one? one? They're all weird. The, right, but I'm just saying, like, the one he's playing pool, and then he's, like, playing pool by himself, and then I didn't the know he had that kind of pool game. Driving man. a Lincoln. Sounds like McConaughey, man. He's the he's the guy. Dude, he's just driving Lincolns and, and contemplating life. The one where he's playing pool. <laughs> he's weird. He's at a party. Yes. And he just, and I think, I, I get the impression, I don't know, it's a 60-second commercial, so you kind of got to jump to some conclusions, make some assumptions. It seems to me it's his party. Like, it's it his house. It's his house. And he just leaves his guests and goes and plays a game oh. of pool by himself and then gets in the Lincoln and just leaves. Dude, like, and, what kind of host is Matthew McConaughey? No, he goes in, makes an amazing trick shot where the the pool cue ball right. is, is weaving in and out. Yeah. And it's like one of the most amazing shots ever. And then he ghosts his own party. Yeah. but it, An Irish goodbye. But he walks up. He walks away to go play pool, and it's like he's decided that he hates all these people at his house. Yeah, because they don't drive Lincolns. <laughs> and then he's, but I don't get it. It's I don't understand the what's it supposed to be. I don't know. Like, why am I going to go buy a Lincoln off that? It's, it's a lifestyle. I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, I love, clearly, I love McConaughey on the sidelines for the Texas football team in his in his burnt orange suit. He also White claw guy or not for basketball? For basketball too. Game? He's an ambassador for the the university. White claw guy or not? He strikes, McConaughey, me he, he strikes me as he might be a White Claw He's confident guy. enough to drink White Claw if he wants to, I know, but I don't think he does. He was doing ads for whiskey. for Actually, I think he, he yes, might right. own a distillery. He might be a part owner in a distillery. You're right about that. So he's probably a whiskey guy. But he's responsible because right. he drives Lincoln. Exactly. In other news. Oh, I'm sure he's super responsible without his shirt on. Dateline Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> it seems this love was too hot to handle. Police in Lincoln say a 19-year-old woman sparked an apartment fire Monday by burning love letters from her ex in her bedroom. Police say she used a, yes, butane torch to burn them and left some of them on the floor. She then went to another room to take a nap after doing this. Police say she awoke a short time after that to find that the carpet was not shockingly on fire. The, uh, I wish this wasn't at a Titans game. Firefighters were <laughs> firefighters were able to extinguish the fire within minutes. Officials say the fire caused an estimated four thousand dollars in damage to the building. Fortunately, no one was injured. She was cited for negligent burning. A butane torch. I love the butane torch, and then the fact that she's like, "Okay, I burned those. I hate him. I'm going to go take a nap." Uh, you guys ever? Uh, you guys ever burn a love letter in your day? No. I don't think I've ever kind gotten of psycho one. Have I. I don't think I've ever gotten one. No. Oh, oh, John. Oh, yeah, I don't John. think I've ever gotten one either, but no. Do you guys get them? Wait, what do you mean do you guys get? You've never gotten a letter from, oh, from the wife? Oh, the wife, yes, but I'm well, saying outside of that. Well, what? I'm not oh, going I'm still wife. married. I'm I'm not going to burn what she gave me. I just <laughs> look at it crumble up and throw it away. <laughs> Honey, what are you doing? Nothing. Are people still writing letters? Like actual letters? This is a great question. Yeah, I don't I, I mean I I had a little go, like yeah. notes, little notes, but I, not. I, I had to go buy stamps the other day. I had to go mail in a letter. It, I, it was a it whole process. Took you a week to figure out where to get stamps, dude. I've had a so, week ago. You asked me, yeah. where can I get stamps? I said, just go ask somebody. I've so had, this is the opening for a Mackie and Jeb with Rami stamps dot com ad. Insert yeah. ad here. I've had something that needs to go in the mail sitting on my. I have like a little table where I put all my mail. It's been sitting on top of the pile, just staring at me for like three weeks. A bill like, or what? It's I uh, forgot to sign a, a line on my taxes, and they, they sent them back. <laughs> <laughs> you know how long ago your taxes were due? 
<laughs> I mean, I filed. I filed. I don't think they can come and arrest me. I filed the taxes. There's probably some some deadline or date that oh, I got I got to meet in terms of getting this thing back to them. But it's filed. I got my return and everything. They just need this signature to officialize things. If this was an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> it would be them investigating you for being the other Rami Makhlouf. And then the bump, 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 ba-da-da-dum, ba-da-da-da-dum. down here in shackles. Mid-show. A New Zealand advertising executive facing the bleak prospect of being fired decided to inject a bit of humor into the situation, bringing a professional clown to his final meeting instead of a colleague for emotional support, according to a report on Friday. Josh Tom and a copywriter for ad agency FCB New Zealand and a budding comedian revealed he had spent $200 to hire the clown dubbed Joe after getting an email from superiors asking to meet to discuss your role. The clown subsequently blew up balloon animals and even mimed crying when Thompson was handed his layoff paperwork. According to the New Zealand Herald, explaining his decision on Facebook, Thompson, who had been in the role since April, wrote a while ago I got a job. A short while later i lost it for anyone who hasn't been fired what happens is they schedule a serious meeting and advise you to bring a support person sensing the bad news i decided i'd need the best support person available so i spent two hundred dollars to hire a clown <laughs> today somehow it's the top story in the new zealand herald are you guys in or out on clowns i'm pretty much out dude. out yeah ambivalent doesn't bother me like i'm kind of they, bo- they bore me sort of though I mean, they bore you. you don't I just like, don't. I don't. You don't like uh, balloon animals. I don't think much of it. No, exactly. Or have you guys ever? But they don't scare me. Have you guys ever gone down? Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I went down this uh, this rabbit hole a few weeks ago. I think it was when the It Two trailer came out. Yeah. And I started looking at like the origin of clowns. Have you guys ever seen like pictures of early clowns? Oh, scary. No. All right, I'm gonna. Oh, you I'm gonna turn my computer to oh, you right now. Oh my god. Oh, it's really scary. <laughs> Look, Declan's turning away. <laughs> it's right. bad. All right, this is what clowns looked like in the early 1900s. Oh my god. Oh yeah, you didn't know that. Oh my god. Yeah, describe oh, that. I can't. It's like. It's like every clown from your nightmare, but these were like it's clowns. I would film. assume that these are clowns that would show up to it's like a, birthday parties. It's like a clown who was in a house fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> What is, what happened? Like he just has random patches of hair around his head. The most demented smile I've ever seen. Hey kids, it's Larry. Oh my god. Hey, you like my knife? I'm not going to sleep tonight. Like I saw the original it when I was a kid and that's why like I I don't I, I'm not like terrified of. I don't run out of the room if I see a clown, but they 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 like irk me. And but now I'm Forever traumatized after you showed me that. That's so much worse than it. In other news. That's aggressive. Oh my God. It's aggressive. I'm. Wow. I don't think I can finish the show out. <laughs> Robbie's just done. Jeez. It's over for Robbie. What the hell was that? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I terrified you. Yeah, if you want to do it, you want to have some fun with the kids, show your kids uh, some old clown photos from the early 1900s. Who thought that was a funny look? Who thought that was something fun and entertaining? I mean, nobody. The other weird thing about the like the eighteen hundreds early photo. photos, people never smiled in photos. Holy crap! Let me see. Good God! I found a bunch of scary clowns. Oh, from that back is then. yeah. Why is he toothless? Because he's supposed to be fun. And, who needs, and, and toothless who needs, people are just a bundle who, of joy. Who needs teeth to have fun, Rami? <laughs> but when did people start smiling in photos? You ever notice that? You ever look at photos of your great great grandparents or? Early 1900s, 1800s, and everybody was just staring at the camera, like, well, mostly like Judd. I much preferred them. (laughs) I much preferred them. Oh, my God. Stop showing me these things. (laughs) 
Shut. Check out these two, the, the dueling clowns. Yeah. Oh my! Oh, yeah, that's gonna hey, be kids. that's from The Shining. Oh, that is God. aggressive. Wow. We're gonna do, uh, speaking of clowns, we're gonna talk to Patrick Royce when we come back here. And word has it, Royce is attending a Minnesota United game tonight. See if the uh, let's put this: way. the Twins might not be the only team that clinches a playoff berth tonight. But a couple things before we wrap with Royce. Every day this week, we are raising money to buy meals and a new lease on life for Twin Cities Homeless on the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show. We're calling it Score North's Mission for Meals Benefiting Union Gospel Mission Twin Cities. And you can bid on fantastic sports experiences at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals, or you can just straight up donate. $29 buys a week's worth of meals for a homeless person in need. The auction item up right now is a Judd hockey show experience, including a wild suite, 18 tickets, catered, and uh, an in-suite visit from Judd and hockey legend Lou Nanny. Dressed as clowns, it'll be great. And they'll be dressed as clowns. Now I'm not going. As those two twin clowns. All right, Score North Download Time. Declan Goff here. If you missed any of Purple Daily this week, no biggie, we have your back. Matthew Collar has a a ton of football minds in studio. Sage Rosenfels, Alex Boone, Eric Eager, a pro football focus already this week. Find that from wherever you find your podcast. Be sure to check it out. Also, check out Matthew's piece on how the Vikings can carry over short passing success versus the Bears. Find that at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. And finally, be sure to check out our Mission for Meals benefiting the Union Gospel mission today. Our auction is a Minnesota Wild Suite. So if you love helping others, watching hockey, and being with Judd Zolgad, all in that order, this is the bid for you. Go to scorenorth.com. For more, we wrap with Royce now. Yeah, and by the way, the the bidding is at $500. That's it right now. $500. Start to do the math on that. $500. Unless you guys are waiting for Judd to say, all right, I promise I won't show up. And, if you just and right like now Judd. I'm threatening to dress as a clown. So, <laughs> so go get on to scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. And all of that money goes to help feed homeless people and get their lives back on track. But uh, we've got a potential clinching situation tonight. A clinching situation, and I'm not talking about in Detroit, Pat. I'm talking about right here in the Twin Cities. You are in Allianz Field. I have been laying in the weeds all year waiting to show up and offer my soccer expertise, and tonight (laughs) is the night, baby. I waited for a clincher like this. Uh, I've been waiting three years. I looked it up, in fact. This team didn't even make the playoffs their last year in the Nassau. Wow. It's been a four-year drought. It's about time we're going to make the playoffs here. I saw you on on the Loon beat and tweeting out pictures of players arriving. But uh... Yes, I was out there. I don't know who they were, but they were very... Uh, very impressive young men in their blue suits and nice ties. They look very fine, and I wouldn't want to be going up against them tonight, whoever the heck they happen to be. They're all really, really skinny. That's what depresses me. That At least is, baseball yeah. players can be sort of fat. Randy Dominic's sort of fat. I don't think... I think we know why Willie Ostadio decided to play baseball and not soccer in uh, <laughs> Venezuela as he was growing up there on the uh, water. Yeah. So, uh, Pat, onto the other team that can clinch tonight, which is the Minnesota Twins. No score right now, top of the first inning. What do you make of Sam Dyson? Shoulder surgery, and he probably won't play next year either. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. The Twins apparently are looking into it, but uh, I don't know. Does I know that they looked at the medicals before they make the trade. I don't know if when the guy shows up, then you are allowed to give him your own physical or not, or if it's just you look at the medicals and say, okay, we'll take him. I don't know if there's any out on this deal for the Twins, but uh, 
The Giants certainly snookered them, that's for sure. What does it say, Patrick, about a guy who was at the first Twins home game ever in 1961, has followed this team since day one, has been has been in this business since the 60s, covered baseball and loves it, and the Twins could clinch, and you're at a soccer game. What does that say about this country right now? It says I still work for somebody who can tell me what to do. That's what that says. Uh, yeah, they, uh, the, you know, uh, I think Suhan is in Detroit with the Twins, and uh uh, they uh, they thought it would be a good idea for me to be at the soccer game, and that's fine. I I mean, this is not like a nail biter situation where you're you're going down to the end here and hope you can beat the mighty Tigers to advance to the uh, the the playoffs. But it, it is a little different, that's for sure. Yeah. Do you even like the locker room celebrations? We were talking with Jason Stark earlier, and he was not a fan of them. He said it's, it's basically a waste of time and chaos, and you can't really get anything done as a journalist. Especially if you're good. I did like the Astros. Now, I don't know. Did the Astros end up spraying stuff or not? Because on the field, they basically congratulated each other and uh, and walked off. So uh, I, I think... Uh, you know, I still think the 2006 Twins didn't advance because they decided to have two champagne celebrations in a 48-hour period. And, uh, you know, they went two nuts on Sunday, and on Tuesday they got uh, it stuck to them by Barry Zito. Johan lost, and that was the end of them. Yeah. Hey, Pat, <laughs> Pat by the way, uh, Jake Odorizzi reached out to us earlier today so he could come on and clear the air that he's fine it was cramping. He's 100% fine. He may make a start the last day of the regular season, but if not, he'll be ready to rock for the playoffs. So it looked like a bad get, situation. Unless, unless they need him, there's no uh, reason for him to pitch Sunday. That's what he said. He's going to be their game one starter, and you know if they need him Sunday, something bad has happened with this team. And uh, he's, he's your game one starter, uh, uh, wow. from what I understand. They, uh, they trust him. Uh, they think he'll handle the moment a little better, which looks like Yankee Stadium. The Astros are now two ahead of him in the loss column, and they have the tiebreaker. Uh, they think he'll handle, even with the, you know, he's a fly ball pitcher in a softball field, but uh, I, they, they're worried about Jose's nerves. So I think Jose will probably pitch game three back here. Yeah. Um, How about our guy Dobnik, the uh, pitching to be the game two starter in the <laughs> in Yankee Stadium? That would be something. Yeah. I'm I, honestly, I'm in on Dobnik. I'm in on Dobnik. <laughs> every step of the way, the last three years, he's been great at every level, and. I don't know. I mean, there's like nothing that he has shown says he can't handle a moment or can't handle at least pitching a few innings in a big game. So sign me up. He's an he's an old time sinker ball pitcher. I mean, he's Nick Blackburn basically. He just throws sinkers and uh, hope they don't go down there and lift it and hit it in the air. He's a character though, man. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, he uh, I was talking to him the other day and he he went to this college, Alderson Broadus, Alderson Broadus or something. Up on a mountain in West Virginia, and I said, "What was the name of the mountain?" He says, "I have no idea." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Felipe, West Virginia, uh, the Alderson Broadus Battlers, and uh, of course, then after that, he pitched with the Utica Unicorns in the uh, United Shore Pro League in Detroit. So. so he, so he pitches tonight. He leaves to go get married, get married. and then what? Gets a couple of days off and comes back. I don't know, but he looks like a guy that he, he looks to me like a guy who's going to get married at a Legion club with a polka band, doesn't he? I like how you think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very Iowa, right? I, I think they're going to have the uh, the good old cheap Schlitz beer and uh, or whatever's a good 
national beer out there in the East Coast and uh, and go to the Legion Club and rip it up, man. That's roast beef sandwiches, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Right. Roast beef. Grab a roast beef sandwich and a Schlitz <laughs> and enjoy. Buffet and, style. It's got to be buffet style, and the, too. And the chicken dance. Yeah. you got to make and, sure the chicken dance is in there. And bad potato salad. you got to throw it. <laughs> no, 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 because you'll get sick then and won't be able to pitch. Well, he doesn't have to eat it. They just have to serve it. All right. I just hope he doesn't eat it. That's right. <laughs> uh, but it, it's interesting. Boy, they. I think they're going to have 13 pitchers and only yep. 12 position players because I think they're going to. They got two out of the four games. They're going to have to piece together. What, hey, Patrick, what, what position, which position player is the biggest surprise off then? Austin Eo, I think. I would guess he doesn't make it. Okay. If they go to twelve, uh, if they go to twelve players. I would guess Ostadio doesn't make it. That would be. I mean, you got to have the extra outfielder with Kepler is going to be on the team, and he might not be able to make it through the sixth inning. And you got to have Cave or Lamont Wade, one of the two. Yeah. It'll probably be Cave because they've they've been with Cade of all year, so it'll probably be him. Yeah. All right, Pat. Before we uh, let you go, because the dance party is uh, getting ever closer to you. Do they do champagne celebrations for uh, soccer clinchers? Do we know? Uh, you know, as much as I know about soccer, that's one of the few questions I can't answer. <laughs> All right. I really don't know that. But two O uh, locals here today, uh, it's going to be great. And uh, I think we'll be celebrating on the train on the way back to Hubbard tonight. I hope it's not as eventful as my last <laughs> great ride back. Uh, don't threaten people, Pat. They can no, hurt you. I didn't threaten them. I begged the guy not to, to put out the flame. Uh, he's the one who called me filthy names. So. All right. Well, just be, just be careful. I did not respond in kind. Oh, that's a very good idea. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. See you, All right, see you Pat. All right. That's that's uh, wrapping with Royce. He's out at Allianz Field. We're tonight, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff. Minnesota United against Sporting KC. Chance to clinch a playoff spot. So, wait, what? What happened? He was on the train. He was on the train coming back fire? from. Yeah, some guy tried to get into the car and had like something, a newspaper or something, on fire. What? And put his and put his arm in the door. And Patrick's like, if you if that's gonna set off the alarms, they'll stop the train. Get and I guess the guy um, gave a barrage of unkind words towards Royce, but then he get I think he got off the train or didn't get on. But I told Pat, I said, be careful. Don't you don't be don't be you don't need to be a seventy three year old hero here. Okay. I mean, if they stop the train, they stop the train. I don't think Pat is, he's not one for physicality. Like, I don't think, no, that's my point, he's going to throw. No, I don't think that he would either, but you know, but if he's telling hands. people what to do and then they get mad at him and the next thing you know, no, I'm not saying he would incite the fight. I'm saying, I don't know, man. I see trouble on the train or the bus. I with, keep my mouth yeah, shut. I'd shut up. I, I try and look the other way. I, exactly what I do. Yeah. A lot of life lessons on the, on the train and bus growing up. I don't smile and I just lock it up. So you're saying if you saw, I mean, a if crime I, going down no, and someone saw, needs help, you're if, out no, too. No, if there or? is a victim, if somebody is in trouble, yeah, I'm, I might step in. I, uh, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> if there's a victim, I've got this thing called a cell phone that dials nine one one, and I pay taxes so that I can be well protected. Rami doesn't pay taxes yet. <laughs> no, clearly, no, clearly he doesn't. Rami Macloff. I paid him. That Rami Macloff. I filed. I paid. Yeah, sure, oh, man. Sure just an incomplete sure form. You know what? All, all of this stuff about your apartment stuff, there might be a reason for it. No. There might be reasons to no. ask questions about Ronnie Macklaw. Make sure you sign all the lines that you need to sign. It's a stamp, okay? dude. Just get a stamp. I, 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 I can get you a stamp, Ronnie. You do, do you have a spare one? I 
I do. I can get you one. His girlfriend volunteered the fact Dude, that there's stamps in, dragging me on there's Twitter. Stamps in his base. Since we talked about that. There's like a stamp guy at the in the bottom of his building. I no, ex- I don't. I don't think so. That's what she said. She said you basically can go go downstairs uh, and get actually, a stamp. Actually, I'm, I'm catching up on this Twitter thread. The okay, most recent yeah. one from your gal is sweet Jesus. You have a mortgage and cannot figure out where to get a stamp. <laughs> She's right. Like, he is right. like I'm pathetic. <laughs> I'm pathetic, and you make me look good. <laughs> Do we have an electronic stamper here? She does. She said, just slip it in with the. There's a mail room in this building. No, no, no. I tried. They don't give out stamps because I asked. Can no, I one? No, I. Well, I didn't ask that. They're ten bucks. It's like for a dozen of them, it's like ten bucks. Yeah. Well, you can't. You go to gas stations and buy. Hold stamps? On. I, I gotta buy a whole book of these things. Yeah. Yes, I'm not buying a whole stamp. book of stamps. What do I need with the whole make, book but, of but, stamps? But a book of stamps is only like a folded. It's yeah. like It's like ten or twenty stamps. Because a roll of stamps is fifty dollars, and that was. But what am I going to do with these purchased. things now? You're going you to send them. in the one thing to the IRS and not be in trouble. You can write love letters now. Yep. Yeah. Send love exactly. Send love letters. Why is the mail even a thing in 2019? Why is that a thing? Why is snail mail even a thing today? As a guy who got his car repossessed out of the work parking lot about three years ago because of snail mail (laughs) notices coming to me and me not opening them, I agree with Robbie. You've been served. You got served. You literally got served. Honestly, man, if you guys are going to fight fights, this ain't the one. There's a lot of sports problems that we can solve first. I just don't know how, why or how it's done. That's uh, been Life Advice with Maggie, Judd, and Robbie. I'm going to write a letter right now. Dear San Francisco Giants... Thanks a lot for nothing. I gotta buy Signed a whole Derek book Feldy. of them. He's, yes. this, that thing is not getting sent. That thing is not getting so sent. I'll get Declan. you a stamp. Yeah, okay, come tomorrow on. I'll get you a stamp. Thank you. This is. Ugh. Find our podcast anywhere you find podcasts. Scornorth Mobile app, Apple, Spotify.